Welcome to the AWPT Podcast, a safe space for personal trainers and coaches who want to learn, grow, and feel heard in the fitness industry. Each week, we'll bring you industry-relevant discussions on all things coaching, mindset, and professional development, empowering you with the tools to be a competent and confident coach. Alrighty team, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the AWPT podcast. I am Tara and I'm your host today and today I am joined by the incredible Emily who we did the AWPT mentorship together so we've known each other for a little while now and she is here today to tell us all about her journey from zero to 100K in the first 12 months of her business, which is honestly just the most inspiring and incredible story of business and entrepreneurship ever. And she's going to tell us all today about how she did that, what she's learned, and any other little juicy tidbits that we get along the way. So before we do, um, I would love Em to just introduce herself, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what you love. Go ahead. Hello. Um, what an intro. <laughs> I was actually just saying before, um, I'm actually really nervous. Like right now, my heart is like beating so hard. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, stitch up. But um, <laughs> no, um, you know, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Like, I guess I could be like, I'm 31. I'm a full-time business owner. A dog, a loving husband. I was actually thinking about this question before and I was like, I love walks on the beach. I like going to dinner. And I was like, is this an ad for a, a dating site? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to answer the question, but I was like, it sounds so silly. Um, but yeah, it's like. It's who you are, what you love. Like it's all stuff that, yes, can go on a dating profile, but also like that's the real part to that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Nah. Um, but yeah, like I'm a fitness and nutrition coach, um, from the central coast and specifically I love working with females, um, and what I love doing and I guess like who I am right now, I still feel like I'm on that, that journey. Um, even though I'm 31, um, I did start a new business a year ago, as you said, um, and yeah, I feel like I'm still on that journey about kind of like finding who I am just because of like what I've done over like the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, and I'm also changing as a person, like the more that I start to learn more about myself as well. Um, but really, I love going to the gym, hanging out with friends, um, coaching my clients. Mm-hmm. And I really like doing like personal development stuff and educating myself like within the fitness and nutrition um, realm of things as well. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's amazing. That's so good. I think it's always, as I said, it's nice to go a little bit deeper than just like, what do you do? And just being entirely defined by like your job title as who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Like it's nice to sort of, here okay well what are people like to do in their free time or even just and we're going to talk about it in a second like what you know your journey up until now has been because that inherently is what makes up a person and what makes them who they are as opposed to purely just like 
a job title. Um, so why don't we start there? Like you said that um, in the last year you have started your own business, but what was the journey? What were you doing before that? So before that, I was in a nine-to-five corporate job. So, um, and I was in it for for 10 years. I reached 10 years there. And, but before that, like I even started doing that corporate job, I went and I did fitness and nutrition at TAFE. Um, and I learned that in 2010. So I really have thought that fitness and nutrition was going to be part of my life. And, but I think, I think I just became, like I came across like a stumble or like a hurdle and um, a big thing is like my parents have always said to me like you need to have a job like you need to be working so like I kind of was just like at that time and that place when I actually went and studied I was like oh no I need to be stud- I need to be working I need to be earning money like that type yeah. of thing so I ended up just falling for a corporate admin job um, after I studied because I didn't go into fitness straight away even yeah. though I studied it so I was like oh I'll just do what my mom does has done so I've gone and I went into admin and um and then from there like I um I jumped up the corporate ladder so I kept on getting like promoted and promoted and that to me was like it felt good mm. to get promoted and keep getting promoted um so I I stayed there um I got comfortable I guess you could say and it was um yeah I was in it for 10 years but I still wasn't like happy if Mm. you you know what I mean like I still wasn't really happy in what I was doing like to me that corporate job it wasn't fulfilling um there was no purpose to what I was doing and I just I knew that I needed to do something more and at that point in time like I just didn't know what what I wanted to do I knew that I still like I still love fitness like I'm still training Mm -hmm. um I competed in 2016 2017 like in bodybuilding so that you know I was still working full-time in corporate but still doing fitness stuff so I knew that the fitness was still like in my life but yeah I didn't know it was going to take me towards this journey of actually owning my own business. Um, but, yeah, so it actually came to like a point in time, though, that I was in an, in that nine-to-five job that I was so unhappy mm-hmm. that I was like, I need, I need to do something else. Like the job actually became like toxic with the people that I was working with, um, I was getting bullied like it I just I lost myself I guess you could say along the journey and I I needed to get out of it and I needed to make that decision myself because I felt like over the last 10 years of working with that company that I felt like they were making the decisions for me yeah and I yeah and I just felt like I I needed to build that courage and make a decision on my own. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's so easy to get complacent when it comes to, you know, your own life. Like if something's not awful, 
it's so easy to stay in it because you're like, oh, this is just like, this is easy. This is not awful. So like, what, what is there to complain about? But yeah, I think it's, it's really hard. And Kelly and I have talked about this before on the podcast in terms of like motivations of pain versus pleasure, like trying to get away from pain versus like getting to pleasure. And I think where this sort of like complacency bubble sort of sits is when the pain is not so dire that you're forced to get away from it. And so you just sort of sit in that somewhat discomfort because yeah, it's like too hard to run towards the pleasure. Um, But yeah, what was that catalyst for you in terms of being like, okay, like now is the time, like I actually can't do this anymore. And were you doing, was that like a complete zero to a hundred jump or were you also doing the coaching along the side? I know you said you were training at the same time as you were working, but were you like doing instructing? What kind of stuff? How did that look? So I think like the point in time was just like when I actually started to realize that like I'd kind of had enough and I needed to make the move I needed to make the move and so I actually started studying um so I left that job at 10 years so I actually started um looking further into it at the eight years point and Mm -hmm. was just like I need to find kind of like a way out yeah so I started studying um and Previous a year before that though, I, I was still I was started coaching for a gym that I'm still currently coaching at. Mm-hmm. Um and I was doing that as a side hustle. So I'd started building that momentum to like lead myself out of that nine to five job. Yeah. Um so I started doing more studies on like nutrition and I started going back and just kind of like looking over. I really kind of studied everything that I did when I'd actually done like my PT. So I was like, I knew that like the market had changed and there was new learnings and everything. Cause like it'd been like 10 years. So I was like, yeah. I need to do something. So I started studying. Um, but really it, I guess you could say like, I know everyone says this, but I guess you could say like COVID. Yeah. COVID was a big thing for me. Like I was, that's kind of when I was at my lowest point, like with the company that I worked for, I knew that like, you know, I was working from home at that point in time. And I just feel like there was no support system. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what am I doing? I was sitting at like my desk at one point. I was like, what am I doing? And my husband at the time, like when we were, when we were going through all of this whole COVID thing, he was just like, you need to leave your job. Like, this is not right. Like the way that you're feeling, like this is not right. He's like, and I knew that this job was not where I wanted to be because I actually wanted to be in the fitness and nutrition aspect. So, um, but yeah, I guess you could say like, it took me two years to kind of make that, that change and make that step. Yeah. And like, Um, and cut the cord. Yeah. But COVID was like my biggest decision like around that and I I was just like I'm just gonna do it because I was like I have to and you know yeah. what, what the funny thing is is like I'd been telling myself I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna quit like I'm gonna quit my nine to five I'm gonna quit my nine to five and also like the people that I was working for in the gym like they were they were like you just need to bite the bullet you need to cut the cord 
just do yeah. it. Like you'll feel so much better for it. And like when I did, I was like, I wish I did it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why didn't I do this earlier? But then I was like, you know, um, at the time of like when it all happened, I believe that like when when I actually made the decision, the time I made the decision was actually good timing because that's when Kayla fell into, yeah. you know, my horizon. Like I remember like if I had actually quit any earlier, maybe I wouldn't be on the journey that I'm on now. Maybe I wouldn't be, you know, part of the community that I'm part of now. So I'm, I'm quite like, I guess you could say grateful mm-hmm. um, for the, journey that I've had and you know to be you know moving from that nine to five job but at the time that it happened because I believe you know I don't know like if I hadn't gone through all that at the time then maybe those things didn't pop up if you know what I mean yeah a hundred percent well I mean and we're going to talk about sort of more of that journey moving forward throughout the the episode and like the different courses that you did and the different personal development stuff that you did. But yeah, you're so right that timing wise, it all just worked really well. And like maybe all of this success that you've had wouldn't have happened in the time space that it has if you'd, you know, quit two years earlier and didn't have, you know, that mentorship relationship with Kayla or, Mm. um, you know, the different support from your work or again, like that, the the COVID aspect of it as well acting as a bit of a catalyst and like helping people move things online like you just never know and so I suppose you yeah have to trust in the fact that like everything happens for a reason or like everything happens in its own timing and like all of that kind of stuff because yeah you're so right that you just you can't play the whole like shoulda woulda coulda game Mm. because it happened the way it did and it's working really well (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. So what was um, the first thing you did when you decided to go full-time? You said that you were already doing a little bit of coaching out of a gym, sort of part-time as a side hustle. But what was that first thing you did after you quit? Was there like a a mindset shift that you had going from side hustle to full-time? Um, I guess you could say that like it scared the absolute crap out of me (laughs) but I think I I kind of realized that like my worthiness was dependent on me not on others and I was worthy of where I wanted to go like I was worthy of my journey and like I was too much like set on like worrying about what other people were thinking of at the time like I was actually scared to kind of resign because I was like what are people going to think about me like what what happens if it's not the best decision that I make like um but you know the funny the funny thing is is that I remember this conversation because I actually had it with Kayla I was sitting at my nine to five job and I was like I'm just going to go to the car for a break and I'd actually had a phone call booked in with Kayla at that point in time. So like, I actually was like, I'm just going to go to my car. I need to get something out of my car. But at that point in time, I actually went and had a conversation with Kayla about joining her six month mentorship. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, this, like, you know, this was the journey that I like wanted to go on. And 
Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> well, yeah, just like the mindset um, shift of, of, and like, what was the first step that you did? And you said that you were, yeah, like scared shitless and were so sort of concerned with, you know, what others might've thought about this decision and like whether it were to work out or not and how that would impact the way that others feel about you. Cause I think that's such a common one. I know even with me personally, mm. that was such a big part of my decision-making when I went from full-time corp, well, corporate, like it was social media management. It wasn't sort of like corporate, corporate, um, <laughs> into full-time fitness and similar thing to you. Like I was just like, not super happy, not super satisfied. I was way more passionate about coaching and, and the work that I was doing in the fitness space. But when you're surrounded by everybody else who has a little bit more of like, you know, your stereotypical, like going to uni, then, you know, getting a grad position and then like working in that as their career, it's whether it's them pushing that on you or like society in quotation marks, putting it on you, or if you're putting it on yourself, like it's so easy to, or so normal, I think, to have those doubts of, well, I'm breaking away from the norm here. How is that going to look? Other people don't understand it. Therefore, it's harder for them to support it potentially, even if they want to support you. Like it's, it's always hard when something is a little bit different from the norm. Yeah. And like more that I, the more that I think about it, like I knew that the decision that I made, it needed to happen. And I was actually, I was relieved, I I guess as well, but more, I think more excited because like I I was like in charge now of Mm -hmm. like my journey. And I think I was also like quite proud in the fact that I'd actually made finally made that decision and even though it scared the absolute crap like crap out of me and it still does like yeah um yeah I think it was more more about like you know being proud and yeah being now more or less like I don't know also like being uncomfortable like before that, I hated that fe- like that that feeling. Yeah. Like I was so set to being comfortable because I was in that nine to five job that like to be uncomfortable, it scared me too. Mm-hmm. So like, but now that like excites me as well. So like, yeah, yeah, I like. I think I like that that feeling of my mindset changing. And I feel like it still is changing the yeah. more that I'm learning about myself and the more that I'm learning about business and the more that I can, I think, I think that I can say that I can like, I can trust like my judgment now. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of it. Cause you said before, even in your corporate role, part of the thing that was getting to you was that you didn't feel like you had a lot of autonomy and you felt like people were making decisions about you and your life for you, whether that be like the promotions that you were being given and like the direction that your career was going in that corporate life to then be like, no, I'm taking back all of the control. And like, I am in the driver's seat of my own life and my own career by going full-time for yourself. Like, yes, as you said, that can be 
super scary and overwhelming. But if that's part of what you were craving before and that's what you felt like you were missing for your life, from your life, that must have felt, yeah, so exhilarating and filled you with a lot of sort of motivation being like, okay, Mm. this is what I've been wanting. I know that this is what I've been wanting. I've finally bitten the bullet and I'm going after it. Now I've got it. Now what do I do? Like what's the next step from here? Yeah, and like I think that that's like part of what made my first year quite like easy as well Mm. because I actually had that passion of wanting that that big I don't know that big like I don't I don't know the word here like big um I just wanted to freaking skyrocket I guess you could say like I just wanted to make I was like go hard or go home like I've already been I've already lost I didn't really lose 10 years but I guess I could say that like I've been um I could use that as a learning yeah perspective if you could like you could say that um and there was no way I was going back there so I was like I need to make this work yeah. So, so I think that it's given me that drive and that passion as well. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's kind of like that whole idea of sort of like the sunken cost fallacy where you're like, well, I've invested this much time into this. And instead of you thinking, okay, well, I've invested the last 10 years into this sort of corporate life, this corporate career, instead of thinking, well, I've already invested this much time. I might as well just keep going. You're like, no, I invested this much time. Now, like I know what I want to do. I'm not going to waste any more. And like, I'm going to make this work. I know what I want to do. I'm going to like, I think, I don't know if the word you were looking for before was like quantum leap almost. Like I'm going to just like shoot my shot and like go to the moon. So what was, um, what was one of the first things that you did? Like, what did that look like when you said, okay, I know what I want. I know where I'm going or, but I don't know the first step of like how to get there. You said you'd already had a call with Kayla. Does that mean that AWPT was the first step? Yeah. So when, um, so the lot over the like the, so the 10 years that I was working, um, when I made that decision at eight years and I needed to kind of like educate myself, um, part of that education was actually that AWPT, um, the that first course. course. Yeah, the eight-week course. So that was um, what I'd, I'd originally done towards end back end of um, 2000 and was like 2021? Yeah. I remember 2021. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then from there, um, I noticed, I, I, I remember sitting in the car and like Kayla was promoting like the mentorship and everything like that. And I was like, I need to do this. I need to do yeah. this mentorship. And then that's what, um, triggered well I guess not triggered um but made me reach out to Kayla and be like I want to do the mentorship and so I applied for it and then we jumped on a call and the conversation with Kayla just flowed and she knew that I was ready and I knew that I was ready so like it was such an easy easy like decision that like before we even like I don't know discussed anything like about the mentorship I was like I want to work with you pretty much like um and that was like my first kind of like 
I know at EWPT, like the, the eight-week course, like it was good and that was like my leap into, you know, being, I'm working on more like, uh, the, I don't even know, like, I guess you could say like that was the mentorship I feel like was my next level. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the short course, like the short course was education stuff to me, but like leading me into scaling my business online, leading me into my first year of business. Yeah. Investing in that mentorship was the first step I think that I I made. That yeah, was, and then you also yeah. talk about sort of the timing of it all as well. And like when oh, you did yeah. the eight-week course, that was, as you said, when you were just sort of seeking a bit more education and you were still doing the the full-time corporate. And so this was just sort of like to get you back up to speed of the industry and like help you learn whereas the timing of the mentorship was so well aligned that you weren't you know stepping out into an abyss of going from you know the full-time corporate into full-time working for yourself you had this support system of Kayla who obviously like really knows what she's doing in the fitness space and in that mentoring space but then you know the the great thing about the mentorship as well is that you have other um, coaches in that space that are all going through a similar journey. Cause I think when we did it together, there were quite a few of us that were in our first like proper year. Cause I was this a very similar timeline to you of having just gone full-time fitness as well, which just makes such a big difference when you know that there are other people going through the same things and like at a similar stage to you as well. Like we're all going, okay, like how do I, start a group training um like coaching container or you know how do I market this offer or like let's one of us can try this tactic for marketing an offer and the other one can try this like all of that kind of stuff it makes it a lot more collaborative and supportive I think in that you know mentorship container yeah it definitely does and I I do remember um you know at times during the mentorship like I feel like you you build like at the top at the start like I'm someone like when I I start off in like a container of people like if it's yeah. online I can't I'm kind of like reserved and I kind yeah. of like sit sit back yeah and I feel I felt like over the course of the mentorship like it like learning about other women and all the, the steps that they're taking and everything like that and you know the journey they've got with their business and where they're at in their business like it was quite um I guess I, I don't know if the word calm like calm not calming but it was just like oh my god they're on the same level as me and yeah. they're going through the same thing so it was it was quite cool to be able to you know be in a container with people that you have similarities and um, interests and everything like that with yeah definitely it builds like a sense of I think security within that container because you feel a lot safer in that container once you understand where everyone's at and like you you've built this sense of sort of trust within the group of you know that you can be vulnerable and you can talk about oh I'm really struggling in this area of my business you know while someone else is doing really really well like it it you feel like that is something that you're able to have a conversation about without feeling worse about yourself just because someone else is doing really well because then the next week those roles can switch, especially in this industry. (laughs) Yeah, no, they definitely can. Like I've had like 
fair share of like ups and downs within my first year. And that was like, you know, something that I had to, I, I had to learn about too. Cause like learning, like in your first year of being a business owner, like you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, sometimes you have to hustle and sometimes you have to learn to kind of sit back and actually just kind of like, you know, learn, like watch and appreciate like the ebbs and flows of the business as well. Because like, that's one thing that I found hard at the start of the year. And that's when I was first going through that six month mentorship. Like I felt like I had to be doing something. Yeah. And I felt like if I wasn't doing anything, like I felt like I was, I don't know. um, I felt like I was going to go backwards. And then I was like, really scared, like not scared. No, actually I was scared. I was like, oh my God, I can't, I have to make this work because I was like, if I don't make this work, then I have to go back to a nine to five job. And I was like, I don't want that to happen. But now that I think about it, I was like, if this is truly like my purpose or if this is truly my passion, which it definitely is, like you will make it work. You will work as hard as you need to work to make it work. And yeah, just having that six month mentorship and that six month container at the start of when I was a like in my first year of business just made it easier to understand that like you are going to have, you know, hard times and then you're going to have easier times. And I guess as well, being able to network with other women that were going through the same thing was a lot nicer. Yeah. And so let's talk about this sort of like, well, let's go a bit deeper into this um, first year of business for you. When you came out of your full-time corporate job and you decided to go all in on yourself, did you have a a vision of, you know, the structure of your business or like your ideal client? Because you're obviously sort of working, teaching classes, but were you PTing when you were working corporate as well? Or did that only start after Um, so when I was, so when I was, um, in corporate, um, I was just coaching classes. So I hadn't actually gone and done PTs or anything like that. So really the first kind of couple of months I was building up my face-to-face PTs. Um, I was still doing classes as well. And, um, I was kind of educating myself and I didn't really know that I wanted to go online, um, until I learned more about being online and how much more um you know I think yeah how much more like I'm trying to think of the word I can't even think yeah. of it um well I guess you could say scalable yeah <laughs> how scalable, much more like, of a reach you can have yeah how much more of a reach that you can have um and how much yeah how much more I can scale my business and where I wanted to go my vision I had absolutely no freaking idea, to be honest. Like I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like I knew that I wanted to be in fitness and I knew that I wanted to do like the whole face-to-face PT. But then the more I thought about it, I was actually at the start that first year, I I thought that I needed, like I was speaking about this before, like I felt like I needed to hustle. So like I, I was doing the coaching of the classes, I was doing PTs, Um, and then I was trying to build my business and I ended up like working too much I felt and then I felt like I lost like that vision Mm -hmm. um, which I 
actually, I really didn't have a vision. So I was like, I have no idea where I wanted to go. And then when I did the mentorship, that's kind of like when I realized that I wanted to scale my business like more online. And when when I wanted to create more of like a niche around my fitness and nutrition coaching, I guess you could say. Um, But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I think it's hard. Like I think a lot of people have, whether the vision is like a feeling or the vision is I want to be successful in this particular, you know, endeavor, but not necessarily knowing like what that looks like exactly or like a bit more specifically what they're working towards. It makes it really hard. And I think a lot of people do fall into that trap of just like trying to do everything all at once, but because you don't necessarily know exactly what it is you're working towards, you can't tailor all of the different things that you're doing to achieve a goal if you don't know what the goal is. Yeah, and I felt like that's where I was. Yeah. Definitely. I just felt like I was like, I need to do this. And I was like, I felt like I needed to do this. I need to do this. I need to do that. And, you know, that that was probably like the first six months. Like I felt like I needed to be doing something. And, mm. um, yeah, and I feel like I definitely was like working to a point of like, I, you know, when I look back at it all, when I was in that corporate job, I felt like I needed to always be doing something because I was like, there's eyes watching over me. So then I, when I carried, I carried that into my business. Yeah. And I didn't really learn that until I was like, Hey, hang on a second. Like you don't have to consistently be doing something. You're, you would, you were meant to be doing like what you want to do. So it's like, yeah, I kind of took a step back from that. And then from that, that's where I kind of made a decision. I was like, I need to work on this. I need to actually work on my vision and I need to kind of have like a little bit more of a a view of like, yeah, vision of where I wanted to go. Um, And Kayla helped out with that a lot as well. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, how did you do that? Like, what was that process like of really sort of nothing out of vision? Did you do like a vision board? Did you do a worksheet where you had your ideal clients? Like, what did that look like for you? Um, so, um, so throughout the, um, so throughout the, um, like the six month mentorship, we were really tailoring down on like, you know, things like who our ideal client was like, um, and one thing that made it more obvious to me was um, Kayla was like, you create an avatar of the person that you want to be coaching. Who is your ideal client? Create an avatar about around that person. And the more I thought about it, it was actually quite hard. But yeah. then the more I thought about it, I was like, that avatar is me. Yeah. Like, which is really great. Like, it's really, you know, I was just like, how can I be that avatar? Like, you know, and then the more I thought about it, I was like, my journey within my fitness and nutrition, um, well, throughout fitness and nutrition, like over the years has been super crazy. Mm-hmm. So, and I've gone through, you know, some very um, 
traumatic, I, I, I think, yeah. events in relation to my health and fitness that kind of um, it's made me the coach I feel that I am today. Yeah. Um, but that's like one thing, like, yeah, Kayla has definitely helped in relation to like building that content and building building that avatar and kind of like helping us build that vision of like, you know, where do you see yourself and like what do you want to do? Yeah. And I suppose the the million dollar question or the six figure question is, mm-hmm. um, you know, how did you like what were some of the tactics that you use once you had this idea of, okay, like these are the kind of people that I want to work with. I have this vision for the business. I have a vision for like the, the, the personal brand of, you know, yourself as a coach, what were some of the sales tactics or business or marketing strategies that you found the most useful for attracting clients? I know I had um, Penny on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and she was talking about, reaching out into Facebook groups and that being really beneficial for her. And then other people use, you know, social media call outs. Like what were some of the stuff that you were doing once you, you were a bit clear on that vision? Um, I think like a lot of the time, like was content for mm-hmm. me and I found content and I, you know, it was quite hard at the start, but it was once, but it was once when I decided to actually start personalizing my content yeah, and sharing my experiences of like what I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was not necessarily like, you know, sharing it on social media or whatever is also having the conversations with the people as well. Like I started to realize that my experiences actually resonated with the women that I, t- I was talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like where most of the impact had come from was like sharing that personal content. And because I feel like when you start to personalize it, that's when, you know, people will start to come into your DMs and talk to you and everything like that. And then from there, that's like where I started, um, you know, just chatting to like women about their experiences. And then like from there, that's where I kind of have built that little community and, Mm -hmm. um, and then when I actually launched a couple of programs last year, those women that I actually spoke to about those personal experiences were the women that actually jumped onto the program. Yeah, that's such a good point. Like this whole idea of having, you know, vulnerability and connection when when your clients or future clients don't feel like they're necessarily being sold to. Um, it's just like the conversations that they have so that they can then connect from you. And it's that whole idea of sort of like, no trust and that a person purchasing from another person needs to like, know and trust you um, before they're going to buy from you. And so doing that without, you know, this sort of guise of, oh, there's a sales tactic coming behind here. It's just like the genuine conversations that you're having and like the, the vulnerability and the connection that you're breeding within the women that you're talking to and whether they're then buying from you or they're then talking to a friend who's going through a similar thing that you've just said that you've gone through and then they can refer you being like, oh, actually I was talking to this woman the other day who went through a similar thing and she is now a coach, even if that doesn't necessarily resonate with them personally, it might with other people. Yeah, exactly. And like I... 
with my face-to-face clients, like I feel like a lot of those have been based on a referral as well. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I've had women that, you know, I've, I've coached for like 12 weeks and then their client, their friend has come along and then I've started to like coach them as well, which yeah. has been quite nice because I feel like there's that, um, you know, I feel like they've wanted, they've actually come to me because they want to also change as well. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you could talk to someone and um, I guess you could say like you're trying to like, I try not to like sound salesy as well. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I try and be like, I don't know, just try and have a conversation with people. And I feel like, um, yeah, when I've actually gone and spoken to like my clients, have a conversation and like they talk to me about like their friend and then their friends come because they want to pretty much. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it's that whole idea of, you know, you're just doing you and people like what they see. So they come to you because they want to work with you specifically, as opposed to you going to other people and trying to sell yourself and your services to them. Yeah. And another thing as well, like I feel like because I was um, like in the gym aspect, because I was a coach prior to going full time. A lot of the people knew what type of coach I was and what, you know, how I acted, well, not how I acted, but how I coached was a, I guess it gave them a little bit of like a a feeling of like the way I would be coaching them as one-on-one as well. So it's like they kind of got a little bit of a feeler of like how I coached um, in the classes because the way I coach in a class is exactly the way that I'll coach a one-on-one client. Obviously it'll be tailored specific to them and everything like that as well. but I feel like having that um, that side hustle prior where I was coaching a group class, it made that a lot easier to then go into like that face-to-face side and then from there build on that, that scalable online business as well. Yeah, because I suppose they have a preview into, you know, yourself, your personality and your coaching style, as you said. Yeah, exactly. So once you'd built up... Um, a good size for your um, in-person PT and then you were also still doing the group coaching, how did you start to scale your business moving forward? Because I think that's the thing with the in-person coaching is it's very easy to cap out because there's only so many hours in a day. And so if you want to continue growing, you need to find a way to scale it. And usually that means going online. Yeah, I think it came to a point where I was like, I was coaching so many classes. I was PTing so much, like so many people. I'd be, I was actually capped at my PT level and I knew that I couldn't reach any more people. So I was like, how am I going to, to reach more people? And then that's where I, you know, I reached out to Kayla and I actually joined her mastermind. And from there, that's where we like spoke about like, scaling your business more and like looking at different ways of scaling your business more. And then from there, we were, we were obviously like um, all of the coaches on there were like, you know, chatting about the ways that they could kind of like scale their business and everything like that. And then we ended up going into, um, I ended up going into like online group training and then I also had um, one-on-one. So I had like a high ticket item and a low ticket item. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had women um, joining in on that. So I tried to, when I had all my face-to-face clients, I was kind of like, I need to build on that. So then from there, 
I spoke to some of the girls and I was like, would you be interested more in like, you know, um, an online approach? Um, and a lot of them, all the girls, like they actually were interested in it because, um, you know, they were really good at, because I've been PTing them, yeah. they were already um, confident enough to be doing the things on like their training and stuff on their yeah. own. And a good thing about that as well was that when I spoke to them about scaling it um, or going online, I actually was able to add in that nutrition perspective as well. So, yeah, which was really, really cool because they actually were getting my coaching services online plus nutrition. Yeah, so um, they got value. They got more value from it. Um, so, and another thing is I was doing face-to-face pretty much individually with them and then when they realised that they could have more of a group approach, they were seeing that they were in a group container with women that had the same interests. They were, you know, on that same journey within health and fitness that it became like, like a, like a, they were doing it together pretty much. So like they could relate late to each other, which was really what I had when I was doing like the mentorship and stuff. Like when I was doing it with you, like I felt like they were on the same journey, which was really cool. Um, and then like if I had I had a couple of clients that joined my one-on-one and that's when they really wanted to get like more um, an individualized approach into kind of like their training and stuff like that as well. Yeah. And so how did you approach those conversations with your one-on-one in-person clients? And like were you just sort of casually raising, oh, I've started doing more of the online coaching and it's really good because you – you know, you do get this nutrition component and you get like a bit more bang for your buck, like, or were you um, having, or were you posting on social media and doing call outs and saying, oh, I've got this new offer and then having them come to you or was it a mixture of both? I think it was a mixture of both because like at first, like the conversations that I was having with them was like, you know, I started talking to them about their nutrition Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really like go to them, Hey, I'm doing this group training. Um, you should kind of jump in because you're going to get nutrition with it. Yeah. I, I was like, I started talking to them about like their nutrition and their pain points around nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly like their pain points around like reaching, reaching their goals. And that's when like, the conversations kind of started happening. And then from there, I did also post on like social media and stuff like that as well. And then, um, and then some of them reached out to me on social media and was like, Hey, I noticed that you've got this. And I actually feel like I want to add nutrition into my plan. And, um, and then when I actually spoke about the whole um, package and everything like that, they were, they ended up like just jumping on and doing, yeah, the nutrition yeah. and the coaching instead of just the PT on its own as yeah. well. Yeah. Because you also had um, quite a bit of, of success with social media call-outs where you use the strategy of I'm looking for, you know, X amount of women to do Y. Um, and that worked quite well for you as, as a tactic of attracting new clients, didn't it, from from socials? Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, so 
I'd actually, do you, funny that you bring that up because I actually used this tactic last year, like yeah. in my first year, um, the first time I ever used it and I got no, like no one even wanted to jump on my program. Mm. And the funny thing was is that because no one jumped on my program when I first launched it, I was like, I don't want to do the program anymore. Yeah. And that was probably like maybe March last year when I'd done it, when I was first in that mentorship. Like I was like, let's just try it, see how it goes. And um, yeah, my, my first launch, no one jumped on. Yeah. So, but um, I did it again. And I think the thing that changed this approach was that I actually believed in my product. I believed in mm. the product that I was delivering um, and I did have some success in it. So I've got, um, I had five to 10 women and I got seven women jump in on this new program. Um, and it was a six, like it was successful to me. And yeah, the reason why I believe that it was successful is because I believed in the like the product the program yeah and I, I believed in that um what I was delivering to the girls um was valuable and I felt like when I was actually doing this approach even though you know I might not have got anyone like that bought at that first time of me actually um launching or um yeah, me launching the five to 10 women, I continued to, yeah. yeah, I continued to speak about it because I believed in it so much. Yeah. I knew, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's so good. And that really feeds on to, I suppose, one of my last questions, which is um, what do you think has been, yeah, one of the most pivotal sort of mindset shifts or business strategies that has led to your success in your first year of business? Because you've had this incredible journey and I'm sure there's been lots of different lessons along the way um, that have sort of led you to where you are. And we've talked about them, a few of them today but yeah I'd love to know in your mind what the most pivotal one that you're you've either learned or are still learning at the moment mindset shifts or business strategies are I think hiring a mentor like I was so scared or like investing investing in your education investing in personal development definitely but that's been massive for me Mm -hmm. um I don't think that well yeah I think that my journey would have been a lot slower if mm-hmm. I didn't have um, the community of women that I have around me. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Because, like, I feel like it's given me that push and it's given me that, I think, Also, like, having Kayla as my mentor, like, she has given me more of that belief that I'm able to, I don't know, she's helped me believe in myself, I guess. And that what, yeah, and that what I can do is going to, it's going to impact, like, you know, women in the fitness and nutrition um, realm of things. Yeah. Yeah, which I think feeds into so many other different, like, lessons and learnings, I'm sure, as well. Like, even in 
you know, that last point about how you launched something once it didn't go the way that you wanted it to, but you continued to push it because you believed in your service and in your product and in your program. I think having someone in your corner like Kayla, like a mentor, um, like a business coach or, or whoever it is, having someone also just sort of like be a cheerleader for you and be like, no, what you're doing is good. Just try it one more time. So that then when that confidence is lacking on your end, that's what they're there for as much as anything. Yeah, exactly right. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's going to be a continuous journey for me as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I just feel like I, me as a coach, like, I feel like I'm, I'm still growing and I feel like, you know, I still, I'm still learning about myself. And, you know, even though I did have, I had an amazing year last year, I feel like this year, um, it's going to be even bigger. Yes. I'm <laughs> so excited to like watch this space and see you absolutely smash another year of business. And I would, yeah, love to know like what, um, what your plan is or like, how do you plan to take what you learned last year and amplify the success this year? So I feel like, um, so last year, like I really focused on like the education side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that first year of business, like you're going to continue to learn about, you know, business and the ebbs and flows, like I said before, um, but honestly, this year, like, I'm going to focus more on my personal development. Yeah. And I feel like that is going to lead me to a successful year. And also, um, I was talking to Kayla about this actually the other day. And um, having a actual vision is probably the big thing. It's just like visioning out my year and everything like that, which I've done. And it's um, it's going to be super crazy I can't wait for the world to see what it's going to be like like I've already got one program that's launched like this year and we're going to be doing another one but I've got a couple of other things um that are up my sleeve that is definitely going to amplify this year it's going to be super crazy but definitely like the biggest thing um and the plan is yeah focusing on self and personal development yeah I love that and especially because being a personal brand and being a service-based business, it's so important to look after yourself and look after your own well-being and, you know, continue to grow as a person so that you can continue to grow with your clients and grow with your business and everything like that. So yeah, I'm so excited to watch you smash another year and see, you know, yeah, where 2023 takes you and takes your business and so for anyone else that wants to come along on that journey with you and watch that journey how can they find you they can find me on instagram mm-hmm. i'm m underscore fit coach underscore yeah. um yeah and that's it perfect and i will have that link i have the handle and also the link um in the show notes below but is there anything else that you wanted to you know, end with, finish with for this podcast? Um, I think it would be out to the women that are out there in a nine to five job. I think this is like the approach that I want to have is that if you 
feel like you can, you know, if you're not in your purpose and that you feel like you have somewhere else that you need to be projecting like your energy, like whether like, you know, like for me, I was in that corporate nine to five and I knew that where I wanted to be was in the fitness and nutrition and uh, nutrition, um, you know, life for other women. Um, Take the plunge. Mm-hmm. Just do it because, like, I wish I did it a lot earlier and I thought about it for so long and it scared the absolute crap out of me, but it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yes, I love that. I love that advice. I think so often we already know what needs to be done. Like, we already know what we want. We know what the answer is, but we put it off for whatever reason, whether that's just like put it off out of fear or we put it off because of, you know, judgment or it's not the right timing or whatever, whatever the excuse is, like that's so fine and, you know, potentially justifiable, but it does, it's not useful and you already know what you want. And if you know that you're going to get there at some point, why not just do it now? You're a hundred percent on the ball there. Yeah. So thank you everybody for listening to another episode of the AWPT podcast. If you did enjoy it, um, it really helps us out if you leave a review. Um, Otherwise team, we will chat to you next week. Thank you for listening to the AWPT podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content.